0: Welcome to Frankly Speaking with Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even further into our series, The Hills Have Size, where we revisit the series, The Hills, from MTV. Today we'll be discussing season three, episode 11, No More Mr. Nice Guy.
1: No More Mr. Nice Guy.
0: Now, do you have any housekeeping for us to
1: uh, <laughs> deal with? I have a little bit. So, friend of the podcast, Carrie O'Leary, pointed this out to me on Instagram the other day, and you're not a big Instagrammer, so I wanted to show it to you while we're recording so people can hear your reaction. A while ago, we discussed um, kind of the overall theme of all of Lauren Conrad's photo shoots for her Kohl's line, and I said, well, she's usually just like lying in a field using a typewriter. <laughs> so she just released this new one the other day for her new collection that is at Fashion Week in New York as we're uh-huh. recording, and... I don't know. Just presented without comment. That okay. was a lot of comment, but here it is.
0: Oh my. What is she doing? <laughs> just traipsing through a French villa, looking through her opera glasses, wistfully out the window. And there's a the typewriter. I mean, what aesthetic is this supposed to appeal to? (laughs) You're not French, bitch.
1: That's all it is on a constant loop.
0: That is so dumb. You guys need to go to Lauren's Lauren's Instagram and check out the video because it is... Fucking ridiculous! I don't know who she thinks she's fooling. She's not Catherine Deneuve. Like she's, what the fuck? She's lighting candles on a
1: candelabra. <laughs> then she's looking out of a set of opera glasses, uh-huh. and then there is a shot of an old-fashioned typewriter, but she's not typing on it.
0: Don't forget, she's twirling.
1: Yeah, she's twirling, Just tw-
0: absent-mindedly twirling, and it looks yeah. like she's in some kind of French countryside villa. Yeah, lovely. Way to go, Elsie. <laughs>
1: because nothing says coals like a French countryside
0: <laughs> villa. I'm gonna write calls and see if I could get an old timey <laughs> typewriter there, from the Lauren Conrad collection of old timey typewriters. Yeah,
1: do it. Well, that was my only house cleaning. Had to show you.
0: Now my house cleaning, and it's not again, it's not house cleaning, but um, I have two pieces of information. Um, one, I believe I sent to you on Facebook, was that we've discovered the mystery of Lauren Conrad's headbands. <gasps> Did you get that? I sent it to you a couple days ago.
1: This is shameful. I saw you posted it and I forgot to go back and <gasps> read it. Oh,
0: the horror. Well, I guess uh, everyone can hear it with you. So um, <laughs> there was an article. I can't remember if it was on UpRocks or Vulture or whatever the fuck, but I was like scrolling through my Facebook feed. And um, so we have solved the mystery of Lauren Conrad's headbands. It's because she was didn't have time to get her roots done. She didn't have time to get her roots. She was always trying to cover up her roots because she never had time to get her roots done, which I appreciate. And the production hated it. And they were constantly trying to get her to stop wearing the headbands. And she wouldn't because she was like, I don't have time to get my hair done. Wow. Yeah. So we've solved the mystery of the headbands.
1: How often do you have to do that?
0: What, get your roots done? Yeah. Um, if you're on TV? Yeah. Mm, every, at least every four weeks, if not more. And she's got highlights. So that's a big time commitment.
1: Huh. Fascinating.
0: Yeah. It's a big time commitment. I mean, we're talking a good two, three hours in the salon.
1: I mean, obviously I knew it was hair related, but I assumed it had something to do with the fact that that was like her go-to when her hair was dirty or
0: something. It's go-to when she needs to get her roots done. Yeah. I guess sense. she needs to get her roots done a lot. No kidding. Now, the other little piece of information I have, um, and we can, you know, uh, head, uh, house clean it up a lot because this episode sucked my balls. <laughs> it was so bad. We don't bad. want to talk about. Um, was that I was listening to another podcast called Emotionally Broken Psychos. Um, good name it's actually pretty good I've only listened to one episode and it's um, they psychologically study reality stars I <laughs> mean I listened to the Kardashian episode because I'm a big Kardashian fan and I'd forgotten about this but they talked about how gross and fucked up it was in season one of the Kardashians when Kylie and Kendall who were like eight and nine or whatever maybe t- nine and ten yeah, they were little. are pole dancing for Brody and Frankie and Frankie tapes it <laughs> god god so gross. Frankie, like, videos it.
1: Of course he does.
0: Yeah, disgusting. And I'd forgotten about that completely. And that would have been the same time this around that this was on, because season one of Keep the Reddash is around the same time. So, yeah. that's, that's a little interesting info about our bar boy, yeah. Frankie Delgado. There you go. Internet perv.
1: <laughs> well, he was acting like he was filming a porno in Vegas, oh, so there you go. Yeah,
0: but at least they were adults. These were elementary school children. I,
1: I mean, I know. Granted,
0: they were pole dancing, but...
1: <laughs> to be fair... Um, my dear friend from home, her name is Kate, when we went to her grandmother's house after school, our favorite game to play was prostitutes.
0: Oh, please.
1: Because there was like a desk and an adding machine, instead of playing accountant, we turned it into like a prostitution business.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I used to frequently just hump the air. (laughs)
1: Yeah, kids are weird. Kids are weird. There
0: you go. All right, well, should we delve right into this uh, festival of crap? Yeah.
1: Is that what that episode is really called? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So one of the things that I have in the beginning is, and I I should have had you rewind it so you could listen too, but when Lauren's doing her voiceover, I swear to God, she said, Heidi is working her fake hours. I know. Right? It sounded just like fake. I think she said big. was She, she said like big, big hours. But it sounded like fake hours. And I'm like, wow, they're getting real. Yeah. <laughs> they're getting real. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she says that Heidi's working the big hours at Bolt House, which is laughable, and her and Whitney were prepping for the Young Hollywood Party, um, and they had to interview male models, uh-huh. and she wanted a new guy, but after Vegas, she wasn't sure about Brody.
0: Yeah, still trying to make Brody happen. Yep,
1: whatever. Um, so then we open, actually, with Lauren and Brody having dinner.
0: Yeah, and the only real note, I had two notes on this. It's not much. One was that it did seem like like they're genuinely friends. Like it seemed yeah. like a nice friendship. There was a very cute bantery back and forth about like, who are you dating? Who are you dating? You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Although to be fair, she wasn't really asking him who he was dating. It was more just who she was dating. Yeah. And then my the biggest comment I had about this is they're at a... I'm assuming a sushi place or some kind of Asian-themed, like, hipster restaurant. Yeah, that's what it was um, like. But instead of sitting at chairs, it was, and I remember when, I, in fact, Say in D.C. still has a lounge like this, where you have, like, a square cube kind of squishy table and then, like, benches around it that are just a tiny bit shorter, but not much. Maybe, like, four inches. I fucking hate a chair without a goddamn back. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to a restaurant, I know, I know I'm not a mill, I'm an old person, I want a goddamn back.
1: No, even when I was young, that hurt.
0: It's annoying. Yeah. Like, it hurts your back. You're hunched over. No one looks sexy hunched over. It just gives you a gut. Like, how is that <laughs> sexy? I don't care how pretty a restaurant is, but if everyone's hunched over with a gut, like, it's just not cutting it, as far as I'm concerned. Or so. it makes
1: you, like, lean forward and manspread, and for us ladies, that's... Yeah, not That's not less okay. cute than, like, hunching and having a gut. It's like, hey, bro, what's up? Yeah, not, not okay.
0: Cool. And there was a lack of, on this whole episode, telling us where they were. We didn't know, I mean, we don't know, there's multiple restaurants, there's some clubs in this episode, not once do they say where they're going.
1: Huh. My issue with this scene with Lauren and Brody having dinner is, he's being sweet and asking kind of, you know, how's her dating life going? Has she been on dates lately? And Lauren kind of goes on this like, momentary pity party and says, I haven't been on a date in three weeks. Like, it's a tragedy. That's not so bad. I realize she's a celebrity and she's very pretty. Three weeks, though? Well, That could I'm... be filming schedule. That could be school. That could be her being on the cover of a magazine. Three weeks could fly by.
0: Yeah. But if you're single and in your 20s, um... Actually, if you're single and you're in your fucking 40s, um... Three weeks is a long time now to have a date.
1: Okay. I mean, again, I would mean, If you're actively
0: know. trying... If you're actively dating and you're actively trying to meet people, act- I mean, that's almost a month. Like, no prospects, nothing on the horizon. Like, it's a little bleak.
1: I guess so. And she goes out all the time, but it still feels as though, considering how many people she meets when she goes out, which is every night of the week, three weeks without one prospect, isn't that bad?
0: It is. Okay. Well, I mean, it. I, think of it this way. I it, Maybe it's not for the average human being. Um, I definitely have gone three weeks without a date, um... But if you are a young, beautiful celebrity in Hollywood, to go three weeks without a date, like that's you know not a dinner date, not even asked out for a date, like that's that's a pretty big deal.
1: Okay. To me, that just seems as though she's busy. She was in Vegas. She was doing stuff.
0: And it's I been don't three think weeks. she's that busy.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. She seemed to be a little sad for herself. I would be willing to
0: bet that Brody has three or four dates a week.
1: That's Brody. Brody's a lot more charismatic than Lauren and we all know it.
0: But I think that (laughs) Lauren kind of fancied herself the female Brody at the time. I mean, they were the alpha couple. That couple, but alpha, like, female, female friends. She was the head of her group. He was the head of his group. Like, I think that to her, you know, and to him especially, to hear you haven't had a date in three weeks, that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, this the weird thing is, if Brody had said he hadn't been on a date in three weeks, I would have been shocked. <laughs> but for Lauren, it felt normal to me. Yeah, which is maybe not anti-feminist on my part. Anyway, she was feeling sad about herself about it, and that was that. And then they have this little flirtation at the end, and no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Yep. So then we're at Bolt House, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Brent is reporting to his event planning team that they have a big event coming up for NASCAR. And Heidi is going to work with Rob and is going to work with Kimberly.
0: Rob is the director of production okay. and Rob can okay. get it. I wanted to get up in Rob. I need to find Rob's last name. Perhaps I can find him on LinkedIn. He's too busy get taking
1: notes. It. I didn't even see him. What? I didn't even see him. Was Taking he Taking notes on what?
0: <laughs> I, Nothing happened. I know,
1: but I totally... I didn't see him at You're all. You're not going
0: to like him. I liked him.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because I looked up from my notes and I was already seeing Kimberly.
0: I would say early 30s, stubble hair because he's balding, stubble beard, um, blue button-down shirt, blue eyes, cute face. It's good.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't... Totally, I didn't see him at yeah. all. <laughs> um. So Kimberly is a new Bolthouse employee. We are meeting her for the first time. She's pretty. She's mm-hmm. she's she girl next very door. Very young. Very young looking. Um, and at the end of the scene, she says that people keep describing her as the new Elodie.
0: And in my head, and I wrote in all capital letters, <laughs>
1: you can never be Elodie! <laughs> yeah. Never! You wish.
0: Elodie will never be replaced. R.I.P. Elodie. She doesn't in fact, have a I wish of... we were outside right now so I could pour one out for Elodie.
1: Yeah. She doesn't have a touch of Elodie's edge. No. However, I have worked at a job where people referred to me as the new Lisa the entire time I was in this position.
0: I think anytime someone takes over a position for someone who has been there for a long time, that's what they do that. Like, you're the new whatever. It
1: is a horrible professional habit.
0: Oh, yeah. Terrible.
1: You're the new person on the blank team. That's all you have to say. Yeah. It's awful. Um, so Kimberly, for her big Bolthouse Hills MTV debut, decided to throw on a scuzzy t-shirt and a leather headband. Her t-shirt was disgusting.
0: Um, kind of like that you didn't notice, Rob. I did not notice what she was wearing <laughs> because I was too busy seething about, about how i calling her <laughs> Elodie.
1: Maybe that's what I was taking notes about was how much I hated this t-shirt. I think it was purposely weathered, you know, a, a beaten up t-shirt on purpose, but it looked like it had holes along the neckline. And... Oh
0: I bet it did because yeah. I had a t-shirt actually right at this time period that I got at Barney's Co-op that I fucking loved um, and it was so distressed that it looked like it had been eaten by rats. yeah like it had it did it had holes around the collar it had holes here and then it had it had like a it was so thin and faded you could almost see through it. And it had like all this stitching that was falling apart. P.S. I paid $110 for that motherfucker.
1: That's exactly what it looked like. It looked like a moth eaten t-shirt. Yeah.
0: I goddamn love that shirt. Yep. It finally did just fall apart one day, but I got, I, I wore the <laughs> shit out of it. I loved it.
1: It just gave up one day. It did. It's just like, I'm yep. done. Um, It's also a stark contrast to what Heidi is wearing, which is the crispest oversized blazer ever with the pinstripe.
0: Well, I wonder, too, she if they just were, like... She keeps it in a
1: closet and throws it on a day she has to film at Bolt House.
0: I wonder, too, though, if production told her, like, uh, Heidi's dressing like office Barbie, and so we need you to dress down, so it's really apparent that you're beneath her.
1: Is she beneath Heidi? Yeah. If she's the new Elodie? Oh, yeah, yeah because, because she got Heidi promoted was over part, Elodie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She no, works, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God. Brain fart. Big
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but,
1: yeah. So, we've met Kimberly. She's... She's sweet. And so. then
0: one of the more egregious things that's ever happened in the history of the world is that <laughs> Heidi is talking to her and describes all of this, oh, it must be a real world wind. <laughs> a world wind. Yep. I'm not is that like a whirlwind, Heidi? Is that is that what that's like? A world what is a world wind? It's a wind that goes
1: across
0: the, the world. whole world. <laughs> Just envelops it. Like when Superman flew backwards around the Earth to stop time. Yep. That was like a whirlwind. Yep. (laughs) She's so smart.
1: (laughs) That's why she got promoted.
0: I imagine that wherever Elodie was watching this, that she threw her Blackberry Pearl (laughs) at the TV and shattered it into a thousand pieces when that was said.
1: Yeah. So I will admit that I wanted to look up where Elodie is a few weeks ago after our our final Elodie episode and I didn't get very far because I immediately clicked on the Google images of Elodie and Uh it was all things from Hills red carpet events and MTV stuff. She had the worst red carpet looks I've ever seen.
0: Oh, well to be fair, she never dressed well on the show either. I mean, I love her, but she's no fashion plate.
1: Right. But we're talking flats with gauchos, with a blazer, with her bad dye jobs and her hair. That doesn't
0: surprise me at all. It
1: doesn't surprise me. But the fact that I started to look up where she is now and I completely fell down a rabbit hole looking at her outfits and forgot to go back.
0: Well, if I had, based on that, if I had to make an educated guess as to where she is now, and I don't mean work-wise, but I mean this very second time, she's probably at a Chico's.
1: I would actually guess that she's still event planning, but doing it for a legitimate company.
0: Or still working for Bold House behind the scenes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and she didn't really leave it <laughs> yeah. all.
1: Entirely possible.
0: But yeah, we should look her up. I know. I'm not on LinkedIn, so I don't know how to do that.
1: I will. I'll, I'll get it done for real. I'll, I'll stop looking at her outfits and find out some real information.
0: <laughs> I wonder if she's on Twitter. I thought I looked up everybody before we started the podcast and we started did. our Twitter and put them on Twitter. I don't remember Elodie being on Twitter. She's gotta be on Twitter. I'll yeah. I'll do some research on
1: Yeah, like that. we both will. Okay. Um, anything else about Bolt House?
0: No. Just that it was a whirlwind.
1: <laughs> this whole episode was a whirlwind. Um, so then we cut to the Teen Vogue male model casting. And- <laughs> I just kept thinking back to the male model casting of yesteryear that was actually entertaining where we got to see some cute boys with their shirts off and whatnot. And this was so boring.
0: It was boring. My only thoughts about this were, number one, for some reason, Gavin wasn't mic'd.
1: But he had a mic pack on after Whitney took the Polaroids.
0: At the end. But in the beginning, he was not mic'd. So I almost... I mean, obviously, this wasn't an accident that he was there, but I thought it was weird they wouldn't bother to mic him.
1: Yeah. So... To fill in the gaps here, um, this blonde male model goes up to Lauren and kind of says, uh, do you remember me? We worked on a Teen Vogue shoot together. Which is weird because that's what they're doing right now. Huh. I thought it was weird that he dropped the publication so many times. And he said it was on a tennis court and Lauren says she does remember well, that.
0: wait a minute, real quick. Does he know this is a Teen Vogue shoot? Because they kept calling it the Marc Jacobs shoot.
1: Oh, is it for Young Hollywood, maybe?
0: Maybe, because they kept saying Mark Jacobs, so maybe he didn't know it was for Teen Vogue and thought it was just Mark Jacobs.
1: And Teen Vogue interns were working it?
0: Well, maybe it was Mark Jacobs for the Young Hollywood party. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Um, so Lauren says she does remember meeting him, and at the time she was trying to set him up with Heidi, and Heidi had started dating Spencer, and Lauren was just hoping that Heidi would date anyone else. That's what she says. Um so then we see Whitney taking polaroids of Gavin and he comes out and Lauren asks him, you know, how did you do? And um you're
0: missing the biggest part. What? So that part was a montage. And there was music to the montage. Okay. And it sounded like it was from Austin Powers. Oh. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the music has been on point all season and there was this weird like shagadelic like hey babe like it was ridiculous.
1: They were trying to imply that Lauren was really into him.
0: Well, they were trying to imply Lauren was into him, but there was also this element of, like, light banter between Whitney and Lauren and their crazy madcap Lucy and Ethel having fun with each other and giggling. Like, it was very, it was ridiculous. And I think the music tried to go along with it, and the whole thing was stupid. And I expected Mike Myers to pop out from behind the scenery in a (laughs) ruffled shirt. Yeah, baby. Exactly. (laughs) And to be fair, um, Gavin kind of had Mike Myers' hair. A little bit. A little bit of Austin Powers hairdo. Yeah. So, Gavin comes out of his, you
1: know, one-on-one Polaroid session, and Lauren says, how did you do? And he said, I think I booked it. And she says, well, clearly confidence isn't an issue with you. Um, Pipe down. It's not an issue with you either. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Um. So, then he pretty boldly asks her if she wants to hang out, and if he can get her number. And she says, sure. And... There's this little cute scene where Whitney comes out and is kind of teasing Lauren about the fact that she got hit on and got asked out on a date, and Lauren is shushing her. Yeah. So I'm going to blow a hole in this whole storyline. And this is one of the episodes that started to ruin the hills for me. And I will tell you why. It didn't ruin the hills because I watched the whole thing until the end, obviously. Gavin was one of the first people to give an interview after appearing on the hills. Really? Yes. And
0: what did he say? Like immediately after appearing or like a while after?
1: Fairly soon after. I think...
0: Like once the season had ended airing or like a, a, like before the season? Epi- because they filmed them in advance. I don't, bank, I don't so. remember
1: and I meant to look it up. I think once the season had finished airing. But it was still recent enough that when I read it I was upset about it. Okay. Gavin is gay. And, really? And was asked by producers to appear as dating Lauren.
0: Okay, that part doesn't surprise me. The gay part does. He didn't read gay to me at all.
1: Yeah, he's gay.
0: Interesting.
1: So I read this article and I was very upset at the time. I I didn't see them going anywhere. I wasn't fond of their so-called tryst or relationship. But I started to really see the cracks, and I was getting mad.
0: Well, it makes sense that some stupid faggot with a big mouth would blow this out of the water. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, they're my people, but yeah. like, and I would do the same thing probably. But it makes sense that some mo was the first one to like right. run to the as press as soon as and that- be Like, oh, by the way, I'm <laughs> flaming.
1: Ha ha! As soon as that contract timeline ran yeah. out, yeah. Well, he doesn't read gay to me until later at the barbecue. And we can get to that later.
0: Okay. Okay. Now I almost wish I had gone into watching the episode knowing that so I could look for it. i like later tonight when I get home, I'm going to have to watch it again so I can like really pay attention.
1: Right. And I will say that's the only reason I was paying extra close attention to what he was saying and kind of how he was carrying himself is because I knew that.
0: I wonder if he's still alive and what he's doing today.
1: He's pretty young. I'm hoping he's still alive.
0: Um, well, but, you know, he's a model, and he already kind of had meth face, now that you say it, and he's a mo in Hollywood, so you never know. <laughs> but, um, I may have to hunt him down. Maybe, like, bang it out yep. for the good of the podcast. Do it. Yeah.
1: Yep. So, from this casting, we go to Shea Ambiel. Yeah,
0: Shea Ambiel <laughs> And a snooze fest it was. It was a snooze fest, but it had my line, that I have been waiting yes. and waiting and waiting for. And
1: it. actually... I take that back entirely. It wasn't as news fest. It was one of my favorite scenes of this episode. <laughs> yeah. This episode just sucked. Um, so Heidi's getting ready to go to work. To work this NASCAR party. Uh-huh. And <laughs> she's putting on makeup in the bathroom, as she always is when she's getting ready for work. And <laughs> Spencer asks what she's doing. And she says, I'm getting ready for work. I have the big NASCAR event tonight. He says, you didn't tell me about this. And... <laughs> Heidi says, yes, I did. <laughs> um, And he says he made dinner plans to make up for their canceled anniversary because Spencer has no life. And I don't know how she responds to that. I don't remember.
0: It doesn't matter because it's the same fight they've had 50 yeah. times. Like it's always Spencer being like... Why do you have to work? And her going, I have to work. Like, like it's just, it's so redundant and so annoying, and I just cannot watch this fight one more fucking time. I, I
1: think she says something to the effect of, "We'll see where my night goes," or something.
0: What she says was, she, I, I remember what she says. She says, "Well, babe, like I can't get out as I have to go, but like, why don't we? Why don't you come with me and we'll grab a bite afterwards? Okay, like we'll we'll grab a late bite yeah. afterwards. Yeah, that's and right. he of course is like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, but what's amazing is that he says, um, he's like, oh, I can't believe you're doing this and blah, 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 blah. And what do you, you know, and he's having an absolute fit. It's a little nervous breakdown. And, um, (laughs) she just ignores him, heads for the door and says, I'll be at work. Why don't you try it? Yep. Woohoo! Preach. Preach, sister. It was amazing. And I think... One of the few real statements to come out of Heidi's mouth.
1: It also has made every scene from the next scenes from this season. It is in. It's, the a, super it's a good fun. one.
0: Yeah. And um, I think there might have been a grain of truth to it because despite the fact that Heidi's job is not real, she still has to pretend to go to work and film. And she Spencer gets to lay around the house all day and do whatever the fuck he wants. So I'm sure there was a little element of like, I'm carrying this. Like, yeah. screw you.
1: Yeah. And as you pointed out last episode, and it's entirely true, Spencer is never even standing on his feet. No, he's always on a couch yeah. or in a bed. It's like he has a bedpan under he, there. He
0: doesn't even drive around LA anymore. No.
1: No. I also have more to say about Heidi's outfit. Go for it. <laughs> so before she delivers her amazing line, she comes out of the bedroom, bathroom area and into the living room. And she is wearing what my notes refer to as a skank tank. Mm-hmm. It is a white tank top with not quite spaghetti strap, but also not thick strap. It's that tank top style that's in between. And it looks like something you almost get for free at a bar or in the mail or yes, something Yes, like Who that. makes it?
0: Who's on the front?
1: Right. So later in the episode, Frank noticed that it is the Boney Pony Ranch.
0: And it's a a whole different Boney Pony Ranch t-shirt than her other Boney Pony Ranch t-shirt.
1: Right. It's a tank top this time. She decided to pair it with clam digger pants.
0: Jeans. Clam digger jeans. Yes.
1: Very reminiscent of Lauren in season one. She looks like she's going clam digging. 100%.
0: And I think she was wearing Skechers.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Like, I mean, she wasn't wearing heels. They were like some kind of tennis shoes.
1: Yeah. She was trying to look very NASCAR and she succeeded.
0: The problem with that though is, and we can go into it more later, we'll, we'll talk, we'll rediscuss what she's wearing when we talk about the event. Okay. Let's just say that. Okay. Well, I'll hold off on that until we get to do that.
1: Okay. Um, so we have a quick scene at Lauren and Audrina's apartment getting ready to go to Brody's barbecue in Malibu. And they're all drinking Red Bull and giving each other manicures with super dark nail polish before Mm -hmm. they go to the beach. I'm not going to go back into that. I've already touched on it. Um, Audrina asks Lauren if Gavin is coming. She says she's not sure. He had a commercial shoot today. And Audrina says, have you talked to any of the guys about him like Kevin? No idea who Kevin is. Not a clue. I have no idea why they kept that in. No idea. And Lauren says, well, I already asked the guys and nobody knows him. And they all agree that's a very good thing.
0: Probably because none of them are hanging out at Mickey's and the Rage and the Abbey.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, so then Gavin sends Lauren a text that he is done for the day and he will be able to make the barbecue and Malibu. And our girl Lo, <laughs> again, winning the trophy of the episode, she said, oh, good, <laughs> I love passing judgment on people. It's pretty good. Preach. That might actually... I think for me that trumps Heidi's line, but I realize where Heidi's line is more satisfying because Spencer is such a lazy schmo, but Lowe's rings truer to those of us with podcasts.
0: Um, That is true, but I'm (laughs) still team Heidi's Heidi's statement.
1: Heidi's carried more weight. Spencer deserved that, for sure.
0: Um, So then we're at the dumbass BBQ at Brody's Malibu Beach (laughs) Rental um there's boring all kinds of and we can't figure out any kind of weird fucked up timeline because all of a sudden brody's fingers fucked up again
1: yeah he has his
0: cast back on whereas at the dinner scene in the beginning of this episode it wasn't on and it's like a it's not a permanent cast it's like he can take it off and remove it because later later it's it's a glove yeah but he didn't i mean unless the only thing is you know maybe it was a protector because he was gonna be playing sports Maybe. Like, maybe his finger was still weak and they said if you're going to be playing sports, you have to wear something to protect it. Like, I have no that's idea. That's the only thing that would make sense. I mean, who gives, why am I talking about orthopedics? What the fuck has this done to me? <laughs> so boring that I'm talking about orthopedics. I actually,
1: I also just have another theory.
0: Which is? About
1: it. So it actually is a removable cast, but then the glove is to cover whatever, like, stitches or staples he might still have from the surgery he had to
0: have. Oh, I figured the glove was just to protect his skin from the thing. From maybe, the maybe from the plastic. There you go.
1: We have another theory.
0: But I, but I mean we're we, talking
1: about orthopedics. Orthopedics, awesome.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna pass on that. Yep. Now, um, so Gavin shows up at the barbecue. There's a bunch of like inane chitter chatter about like, oh, Gavin's coming and what Lauren's this guy and blah. Um, and they they talk a little bit about like Brody's gonna be jealous and like remember they were spinning on the bed and Bleh. no one
1: gives a shit. No one
0: gives a shit. So um, <laughs> the only note I have about this and I thought it was so weird. Gavin shows up, says hi to everyone. With a guy. With a guy. I, I don't think that guy was gay, though.
1: I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, well, but I mean, to be fair, if I was going all the way to fucking Malibu, which is far from L.A., to go to a party where I knew no one but this You'd girl, I would bring a friend. I'm just yeah. saying. Um, so they show up, and uh, there's a lot of buzz about the Brody. The Brody's to be jealous. Blah. And um, then, all of a sudden, Gavin's cooking. Yep. Gavin, who knows no one but Lauren, is somehow in charge of the grill? Yeah. What? Huh? Yeah. What the fuck? And (laughs) P.S. Grossest hamburgers ever. They're the frozen, already made kind that you buy in the frozen, (laughs) that are like shaped into a form.
1: They were like gray.
0: Yeah. They did not look good. No. And so he and Brody have this like, well first of all, is it Ardrina or Lowe that says to Lauren like, oh he's cooking for you. And Lauren's like, he's cooking for everyone low and how does that happen I swear to God the next time I go to a barbecue I'm going to go to a barbecue of strangers someone out there invite me to a barbecue where I don't know anyone and I'm going to demand to cook on the grill
1: they won't even let you that doesn't happen no I know
0: so um then he and Brody are cooking well he's cooking Brody's standing next to him and I think it was supposed to be an uncomfortable Brody giving him a hard time about Lauren. But it wasn't. It was totally amicable.
1: Because he's gay. I
0: need to go back and watch it again and see if Gavin had wood. Because if you're gay and you're standing next to Brody and you don't have wood, there's something wrong with you. You okay. probably need to see Alice.
1: Okay. So here is the part that I thought was so strange and to me actually marked him as gay. So they're having this weird supposed to be mono imano conversation about when was your last relationship? What kind of girls do you like? Blah, blah, blah. Gavin says, when his last relationship was, I forget the timeline that he gives, and he says, well, it was a weird situation, she was my best friend, and then we broke up. And he says she several times, and it seemed completely false.
0: It seems It
1: seemed as though, it seemed like something a gay man in the closet would say to his friends. Like, oh, well, you don't know her, but we broke up.
0: Or, she was his last lady.
1: Maybe. It's yeah, it was either like a five year old story or he just completely made it up on the spot. Yeah. Or it was a guy. Yeah. He was my best friend.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yep. Um, I don't understand why he wasn't like trying to tongue Brody down and just like smearing frozen beef all over him.
1: So that was my other note. I I think that's Gavin was there to see Brody. Brody. That's don't blame they, him. Nope.
0: Of don't course blame not. him at all. No.
1: So I have a few other minor notes. There is a scene, or a shot, rather, of Whitney playing volleyball. Mm-hmm. Ugh. We always talk about how Audrina's body is banging. Oh, my God. Whitney. Who knew that Whitney had a chest? She's so thin and so tall. Well, she's she wearing... never shows it off. Exactly. Yeah. And she's wearing a vintage yellow bikini. She looks insane. She looks insane. So good. So good. Yeah. So jealous. Um, And then when Gavin arrives at the party, someone asks him, you know what he did last weekend or something. It must have been a holiday weekend or something like that. And he said that he went camping in Catalina. Which is a throwback to us Laguna Beach fans when the gang went camping on Catalina after they graduated. And Lauren responds to this guy that she is apparently, for all intents and purposes, on a date with...
0: Unless you're Heidi. Unless it's it's your Heidi, it's all intensive purposes. Yeah. I hate when people say that.
1: And Lauren says, ugh, I hate camping. I agree. Keep a lid on it for 30 seconds. And later in the episode, Gavin says something more about camping. And his buddy Elbows him and says, Word to the wise, when your date says she hates camping, stop talking about how much you
0: love camping.
1: But that applies to Lauren, too. When your date likes camping, lay off how much you hate it.
0: I disagree. I think that if you're dating someone... Um, When you're going on a, like if you're newly dating someone, I think it's better to be honest. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but I'm saying it's rude. And I was about to say, you of all people.
1: Oh, I would totally do it, but would I also admit it's rude? Yes.
0: (laughs) I I think she, I don't think the way she said it was rude. I'm going to disagree. Because I think she's, I I think it was like, she's like, oh, I hate camping. Like, I mean, I, I don't think it, I think the way she said it implied that she hates camping, but not that camping sucks and everyone should hate it and she's girly and whatever. I, if I was her date, I wouldn't have been offended by that.
1: Okay. <laughs> I thought it was rude as shit.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I'm not saying I wouldn't say it, but I thought it was super rude. Yeah, I didn't. I think in the context of dating, like, I think... I don't think it was... That. I think if she... I think if she had said, I hate camping, and then said, how could you like camping? Camping is terrible. What were you thinking? Like, that would be rude. Well,
1: that's even worse. I'm just saying... Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying the onus gets placed on Gavin to be like, stop talking about camping. She hates it. And really... She should mind her mouth a little also, is what I'm saying.
0: Agreed. I, I could see where you're coming from on that.
1: His friend blamed him, and it was unfair. <laughs>
0: I can't believe how boring this episode is and the things that we're discussing. <laughs> I know. Um. So then we're now out of there. Um, We're at the NASCAR party. They don't say where the fuck it is. And my note from earlier was that Heidi is dressed like a hillbilly bumpkin. Yeah. Everyone else is beautiful. Yeah. Heels, dresses, everyone's all dressed up. So I don't know what the fuck she was thinking.
1: My note says, since when does NASCAR have events in Hollywood?
0: Yeah. Well, they make a lot of money, but I'm sure it was a...
1: Yeah, but NASCAR's fan base has got to be
0: not Hollywood. Not Hollywood, but I think that this party... Was for NASCAR celebrities. It, it it was probably like an awards or you know some shit like that, or, or you know to honor them or whatever. And I think that the actual people who drive NASCAR aren't rednecky and terrible. Maybe. Like they've got a lot of money. I mean, they're Dana Gordon and Jeff, whatever the fuck. are... I mean, <laughs> they, I've seen interviews with them and they don't seem that rednecky and terrible. So I think it was probably an event for them. Okay. I don't think it was an event for people who go to NASCAR. I think it was event for people who work at clearly. NASCAR. Either way, she looked ridiculous. Everyone else looked great. Um, we <laughs> noticed the, the bony Pony Ranch shirt. We already talked about that. Um, now, my takeaway from this was that she says, um, Spencer calls her while she's at work. And, of course, she answers because she's a dumb dumb. And um, he's like, hey, babe, what's going on? There? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to work late because Kimberly or Kim, says that Kim is going to have to be there at 3 in the morning because she has to get all the walkies and everything. Yeah. And Heidi says, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm going I'm to have to work late. Well, you, first of all, you work at a goddamn nightclub. So, yeah, you're going to have to work late. I don't know why you thought you'd get off Yeah, why 10. is that a surprise? Um, and he is like, oh, well, whatever. And, you know, it's our, our anniversary. Are you serious? And she says, well, maybe we can do it another night. And he said, like, well, our anniversary was three weeks ago. We still haven't done it. Now, the only takeaway I have from this is I was like, three weeks. That means that this has now got to be October, the beginning of October. So the timelines between these two parallel stories is so off because the the birdies barbecue had to be like, what, Labor Day? Yeah. Beginning of September at the latest? Um, So we're like a month apart on the two timelines. And then the other thing is, you guys don't do shit. In three weeks, you couldn't find a night to go to dinner? Really? Like, when you're sitting home on the couch doing nothing together, you could have been like, hey, maybe tonight we should go to dinner.
1: Everyone was on a three-week hiatus. Lauren didn't get a date. Spencer and Heidi didn't yeah. go to dinner.
0: What's going on? I don't know. Um, so that was the only notes I have about that.
1: Yeah. It was dumb. Um, even more dumb, going back to the barbecue, Brody and Lauren recapping the day spent with Gavin, because I guess Gavin has left the party. Um oh no, it's Lauren and Gavin talking. Sorry. Yeah. And Gavin said he had a really good time and this is where my note says that it's because he got to stare at Brody all day. Yeah. For sure. Um and then Brody says I guess he's talking to Frankie and Lo. He, that he sees Gavin as Mr. Perfect or whatever.
0: I'm just gonna call Frankie Kitty porn from now on. Yeah. Lo and Kitty Porn.
1: Yeah. Also the the fake Brody jealousy I, I can't and I don't care.
0: Yeah, it's stupid.
1: Yep. So then we're at Bolt House, <laughs> and Spencer shows up wearing some very 2007 baggy jeans and an oversized polo and he wants to take Heidi to lunch.
0: Um, well, you forgot, first of all, that the receptionist apparently doesn't know who he is, which I refuse to believe. I
1: thought it was funny. <laughs> and you are?
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and professional Barbie comes out yep. strutting. Oh my goodness.
0: Gray pencil skirt, Oxford. Past the knee. Yeah. Like mid-calf almost. Yeah. Oxford with the bright colored tank top
1: underneath with the mm-hmm. Oxford open, obviously. It is still 2007. And her hair is looking very Farrah Fawcett. I liked it. Yeah, I did too. But it is retro. Mm-hmm. She's got some wings going. Um... The only thing that...
0: I liked it because it looked like hair. And if you see Heidi now, her hair extensions are so horrible and janky and, -hmm. like, it doesn't look like hair. And I, I miss her having human hair on her head.
1: Fair enough. Um, my only comment about her outfit, she actually, she looks fine and Heidi looks good in professional clothes. She does, yeah. The entire outfit from top to bottom is so wrinkled.
0: Oh, I didn't even notice. The pencil
1: skirt looked like it came out of the trunk
0: of her car. <laughs> Probably did.
1: I'm not one to talk. I hate ironing, but that's why I hang things up, and I will avoid ironing until the day I die. <laughs> I can't stand it, and I'm not good at it either. It's not that hard to be good at, but I'm not good at it. Well,
0: they, I'm sure that it was some production assistant's outfit. They're like, put this on. Yeah. We've never seen these clothes in her closet.
1: Yeah, no. She has no use for professional clothes. No, none. Yeah. yeah. um, So... Then Lauren is at her apartment talking to Audrina while she gets ready to go on a date with Gavin. Mm -hmm. And they're going to Sushi Dan's. Audrina tells her to make sure to order the Crazy Danny roll. Whatever. Um, So then Lauren and Gavin are are walking into Sushi Dan's. And we hear Lauren ask Gavin if he likes Sean Kingston. And he says he doesn't know who that is, I guess. And she says that she will look him up on her Blackberry for him. <laughs> Big conversation. Super exciting. Yeah. Uh, we're coming up on the Sean Kingston episode, I think. Soon, yeah. It must be while they're laying him on more and more. Um, so they sit down to order sushi. And the whole thing is such a fucking snooze fest. Lauren is again carrying the purse that Jason gave her for Christmas several years ago. It's I think it's like a first date thing, she always does. I I think every goes, date we've seen her go on, she's carrying that bag. It,
0: but I think it's also it's a, a very expensive bag. It's a classic bag. I'm sure she carries it a lot. You
1: can't tell me she doesn't have other expensive bags by now.
0: I, I think Lauren seems kind of frugal. I mean not frugal, but I, I mean I honestly don't see Lauren going out and spending her own money on a five thousand dollar purse.
1: I'm just saying, though, I, I think she has other trendy, expensive bags to carry on dates.
0: Well, well, yeah, but if I'm going to be on TV and I have a $5,000 Chanel bag, I'm lugging that $5,000 Chanel bag with me every time I go on TV.
1: Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's it's still a an interesting omen that she brings to dates. Fair enough. So then we have this whole conversation about how Lauren
0: doesn't like salmon again. Well, before that, I have a note because... He has asked her something, he's like, how, Like, some, he asked her something about dating, and she says, like, oh, everyone I've dated in the past has been, I've been on all these crazy dates, like, lots of crazy dates, and I want to know, where are all these crazy dates you speak of? We haven't gotten to see any of them. I know. I would love to see some crazy dates. Yeah. She, she hasn't gone out with anybody.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, there was one night stand, like, We do British know that guy. they were,
1: we do know that they were three weeks ago.
0: Yeah, well. Um there was British guy and then she's fake dating Brody and now some gay dude. Yep. Like I want to see like the real dates.
1: Yep. Well, don't we all. So then Lauren doesn't like salmon and <laughs> Gavin wants to order the big salmon roll and cuz
0: every time he goes he I, he's never been there and not ordered the big salmon roll.
1: Yep. And she says, "Well, I don't really like salmon, but I'm going to let you order." No. If you don't like it, order something else. Come on.
0: And it's gross that I remember this, but he ordered the baked salmon roll, the crazy Danny roll, and the cucumber roll.
1: Yep. That's how boring this episode was. I could have repeated the exact same
0: thing. Also, I know they're tiny people and he's a mo, but like, that's not enough food for two people.
1: No. I could eat that by myself. Yeah. Going away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Lauren says, I hope that barbecue wasn't too uncomfortable for you. No one cares. No. Nothing was uncomfortable. He got to stare at Brody Jenner all day.
0: And that was a... I mean, I thought she kind of covered that at the barbecue when she's like, did you have a nice time? Whatever. And then it really wasn't. I mean, no one was rude to him. No one wasn't nice to him. Everyone was perfectly pleasant.
1: Yeah. I don't... I don't get it. Um... So he orders the salmon roll anyway, and then he forces her to eat some of it, which I found really awkward. Really
0: and awkward. And then she eats it, and she goes, she makes this horrible face, and she goes, mm, "It's good." Yeah. And I wrote in big letters, "Not." Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, and just say it's. It just like with, it's like with the no camping thing. She was able to say like, "I don't like camping," but why can't you be like, "Oh, I don't like salmon." Like, I don't.
1: Or I'd rather not eat it. That's all you. I I don't get it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so Lauren is drinking a Cosmo. She's actually very, wearing a very cute navy strappy dress that I liked later. Um, but that's kind of where the date ends. We don't see them part ways. No. It's terrible. Um, so then she calls Brody once she's sitting at home on the couch. He's driving around and I like when she says, what are you doing? He says, just driving around. Yep. (laughs) Finally, someone admits it.
0: Yep. So Brody does. just drives around.
1: Yep, and he asks how dinner was. She says it was a great date, but there were no sparks. Um, and she asks if he wants to hang out. She's gonna watch a movie, and he says, "What movie?"
0: Before that, though, real quick. Yes. When there's no sparks, Brody says, "Well, I told you he just wasn't very exciting. He's just not exciting, and I told you you be bored." And I wrote in all caps, "Is Lauren so
1: exciting?" Yeah. No,
0: I mean she's not exactly like a firecracker shooting out of her butt, cartwheels kind of girl. <laughs> no, like I, 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 uh, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously he's gay, whatever. But like, still, I, I just thought it was weird.
1: Yeah. Um. So she's gonna watch a movie. Brody asks what movie, and she says, "Does it matter?" And he says, "I guess not." Like setting it up. <laughs> <our day. laughs>
0: Um, but what I think, though, that it, they're trying to make this seem flirty, but what I actually think is the case, and when she says, does it matter, I think Brody is one of those people, and maybe Lauren a little bit too, but more Brody, who can't be alone. Like, I think Brody can be alone when he's driving around in his car, but I think he likes to be with people. I think he likes to be surrounded with people. I don't think he likes alone time. So, right. I think that was more like the, does it matter? You know you're coming over, than like, do you want to lick my pussy? <laughs>
1: yeah i don't I can't and i I think we're due for a lot of
0: episodes like this, probably probably yeah. um, did I have a blackout and or were there scenes for next week because I don't remember seeing any I don't remember seeing any either i don't I only know, know
1: what happens because I went ahead and purchased the episode already to watch so i but... don't
0: yeah, I don't think we got scenes for next week,
1: great, well, there you have it. <laughs> No more Mr. Nice Guy, guy? meaning Brody?
0: Oh, yeah. What the fuck did that? Oh, you know what? I bet that meant Gavin. Because Gavin's a nice guy and he's boring. And Um, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Adios, nice guy. Okay. It should have said no more Mr. Gay Guy.
1: Yep. (laughs) Get out of here, Mo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Be gone. Back to West Hollywood with you. Yep. Um, Alright, guys. Well, that was it. Um, (laughs) We're so sorry. (laughs) Um, So, join us again next week when we'll be discussing episode 12, which is I don't even know what. I didn't look it up.
1: Oh, I didn't look up the name of it either, but until
0: next week. Yeah, no, until next week. (sighs) And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at franklymerb. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at B at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and
1: Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at hey it's heyitsmarebee.
0: Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time.